Hey, this is Noah Wilder, and that is... Elias Chavez. And this is our Christian viewing experience. I couldn't get it out. Um, uh, okay. Thanks for being here. Uh, Elias, how was your week? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> That's it. No, I... So... But yeah, so here, here's the deal, yo. Uh, this Hello? week, I yep. was a good little boy, and I quarantined. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me this. Well, I was a good little boy. Okay, good for you. Yeah, no, because <laughs> the past couple weeks, I've been like, I, you know, because I went to the movies, I saw Tenet, I saw New Mutants multiple times. Again? Like, <laughs> well, okay. I've Every seen, single I've seen, day. I've seen it twice so far. Okay, so and you I've haven't seen, seen it again. I've not seen it again. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the podcast. I was going to say, there's a question to you and the audience. <laughs> you guys want to go to New Mutants? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, point is, um, yeah, I've just, the past couple weeks, I've been like going out, seeing people doing things. And I was like, ah, I feel like it's like low key my public duty to like <laughs> not do that for like a little bit at least. Okay. And so like this, yeah, like I said, this week it's been like I've gone, I've gone to campus for school. And I've gone to uh, work, and that's it. I, I I went hiking in Iroquois on Thursday, but like, uh, that's that's a that's a solo. Adventure. When did they start doing the jack o' lanterns? That's a great question, especially considering it's not even October yet. It's not <laughs> October, and like you know, like the world is still closed. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't. And I don't think it's pertinent to the podcast. So. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to not Google that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything interesting happen? Um, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just come out with it now. So today, my feature presentation is going to be Dear White People. I'm going to do it Okay. Really Did you watch movie. it this week? I watched it this week. I, okay. actually, I actually updated myself on a movie that I want to talk about. So. Oh, well, it's a show and a movie, though. It is a show, uh, okay. and I've not... I've not even seen a trailer for the movie just the show oh yeah yeah we can talk about the differences in a second um i'll, I'll get I thought to the show was like a sequel like a it's like a sequel series like a what you call it? a jimmy neutron type situation a jimmy neutron type situation <laughs> there's a movie and then they make a show yeah i didn't i didn't think of that connection but yeah uh, <laughs> but yes uh point is um well okay fine i'll just explain now so yes the the movie happens and i'll get into the plot of the movie but the show happens afterwards the show and the movie are both directed and written by the same guy but not um, the same actors some of the actors are the same huh but okay. not all of them for example tessa thompson they... plays the like main person yeah the... are they recast or are they just different characters they're recast okay gotcha yeah they're recast. um Anyway, so yeah, it, it, it takes place pretty directly after the show, or after the movie, I mean. Um, and it just, it, I mean, it's pretty good. I've not watched a lot of the show. I think they're on like season four or something now. I should probably watch more of the show to be the most well-informed, but I've not done that. Because the only way to be woke <laughs> is to watch Dear White People. <laughs> <laughs> it does bring up a lot of really good points. But if you haven't what? seen it, you're not woke. <laughs> it's a good starting point. It's a starting point. But, like, there's so many other starting points. You could also just know people and have conversations. Whoa, crazy. Getting to know someone. 
instead of just making sweeping generalizations about someone's entire race. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, anyway, so for my personal, like, I don't know, starting point of wokeness, obviously, uh, it wasn't watching Dear White People. Um, funny. Um, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I really enjoy the movie because there's several characters who have like been at different points where I've been at, where I've like started to like explore my own identity within, um, like American culture. And it's been really interesting this past week to just kind of like re-engage with that and like where I have been, uh, like seeing the characters in a different lights. It's been 40 years since I first saw the movie. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I guess it did come out it like came, right when we were leaving high school. It came out in 2014. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, that's... Uh, you're not the only person who thought that. Um, that was a little bit later than that. Yeah. Um, but it came out in 2014. Um, but I, I saw it my freshman year, and now here we are. Um, yeah. It's funny that you're talking about this, because you like, specifically told me, I want you to go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because so the natural transition is just gone. It's, right, 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 right. Because right. I, I want to I have more of a discussion type thing. Okay. Because um, you got to do that last week. Yeah. Um, no, it's but, my turn. So now it's my, exactly. Mm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, my week has been really interesting. Just very introspective. Um, like I said, I've, I've been re-engaging with like how my race plays into both like my spirituality as well as like my cultural identity. Mm -hmm. um, and so like it's, it's just been it's been interesting. So anyway, that's my week. What about yours? I always forget everything about my week when I'm asked. Uh, <laughs> Normally I do too. I was shocked that I had that much to say. Uh, my week's been good. I went and saw some friends. They have a baby. Yes, yes. You told me about that. Did I? Yeah. How would I have told you about that? I haven't seen you. When I saw you, like when I first came to your house today. I did not tell you. Maybe Sarah Beth. Did. Maybe Sarah Beth. Did anyway, that. that was nice. I'd... Yes, yes. Because uh, yeah. It was while you were off on your adventure. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. So we went and did that, and that was very nice. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I told you because I saw you the day after because we messed up recording. Ah, yeah. there right. we go. There we go. Yeah. I've had a good week. <laughs> I've had a good Not week. much has happened. I yeah. got barely any further in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the one tip, and... <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work? No. Oh, man. I, I don't think that. you knew what I was I talking about. I see that tower. Yeah, I don't, you didn't know what I was talking mm -hmm. about. I didn't describe it well enough for you to understand. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, so, yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. So I guess I'm doing my future presentation now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just jump right into it. Oh, well, there is one other thing. <gasps> yeah. Uh, this, like, over on Sunday, I went to church, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to finishing the Bible in one year. Oh. And actually just reading the entire thing in one year. And okay. I, All, like, cover to cover, or? Just straight through. Okay. Genesis to Revelation, no hopping around, nothing. Okay. Just reading. Uh, and so I did the math, and you need to do three and a half chapters mm -hmm. a day to do it in just exactly one year. I've been averaging four or five. Okay. So it's been real nice. <laughs> actually, there's a, there's actually been a lot more to like. I've read every I've read everything I've read before. Yes. But I didn't realize their placement in 
the story of Abraham and all that. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, I'm not learning new things. I just didn't, I wasn't aware that while they were waiting for Isaac, that this other thing was also happening and stuff like that. Gosh. And, like, God saved Lot and things like that. And there's some, like, really interesting ideas I want to talk about. And I've been trying to think, how do I apply a film to these <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> we should totally have an episode where we just, like, our Christian viewing experience, and we just don't talk about what we've been viewing. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, we just want to talk about the Bible. Is that is that cool? Is that not okay with you guys? <laughs> right? No, we're where we literally just say, hey, we have like eight, these eighteen ideas, no idea what film or media to apply to it to help explain it. <laughs> that would be our audience. Please interaction. help. <laughs> <laughs> we need you guys to email us, uh, tweet if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So feature presentation? Feature presentation. All right. So today, I was thinking about the Mandalorian trailer <laughs> uh, and the the voiceover that's happening in it. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read every part of the voiceover and all the other stuff that was in the in the line from the first season. Okay. Uh, so this is in the last episode and. The Mandalorian has saved Baby Yoda at the beginning of the season. Mando. Yeah, Mando. <laughs> Even though he's not Mandalorian, it's Mandalorian. Yes, Mando. So they just a- add the O. Yeah. Just be like, I'm not going to call him Manda. Manda? <laughs> hey, Manda, get over here. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, like, imagine- spelling-wise, it's correct, but, like, pronunciation is, is a weird. big old yuck. But... <laughs> You made me think of like maybe there's a Mandalorian who's specifically painted like a panda. <laughs> the Manda. It's the man. <laughs> the thought of like being charged at by a Mandalorian in white with black like black speckled armor. Like, oh no. <laughs> and everyone calls him the Dalmatian. He's like, that's not what I was going no, for. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> He carries like a panda plushie with him. It's like oh. a like a reference. Yeah, my like, armor looks like a panda. Before he kills someone, he's like, "Look at this. <laughs> what? Compare. Compare. <laughs> Am I encapsulating this?" <laughs> They're like, "Maybe give your armor like a pot belly or something. Yeah. <laughs> Carry around like a bamboo stick, and not maybe I'll buy it. <laughs> Literally eat bamboo at all times." <laughs> Yeah, that's you. Okay. Okay, I see. Um, Continue. So, earlier in the series, um, the Mandalorian gets new armor because he earned it by killing or going and retrieving Baby Yoda, right? Yes. And he got that Mandalorian iron and... The Beskar. Yeah, and the armor makes new armor for him. And while he's making that... uh, She's making that, sorry. Uh, she says, well, what damaged your armor? And he says, the mudhorn. And that she's like, okay, that'll be your sig- signet. Because he doesn't belong to like a tribe yeah. of Mandalore because he was a quote-unquote family. Mm-hmm. Meaning he was like adopted in. He's not from a specific yeah. anything. He's not a Mandalorian by birth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't part of anything. So she was going to get like a, a sign of his tribe. Mm-hmm. And that was the Mudhorn. And he tells the armor, no, I had an enemy help me take it down. It was not an honorable kill. Yeah, because an enemy helped me. And she's like, well, why did the enemy help me? And he says, I, he did not know I was his enemy at the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it's clear that he views Baby Yoda as an enemy just through his job, and that yep. like he was re- tasked with capturing this person, so they are at odds. Even but Baby Yoda is a baby and does not understand that. Uh, <laughs> um, but so he's viewing this person as an enemy, and then late, literally the same episode, he goes and saves that person, yeah, who is his enemy. Because he knows it's the right thing to do. Um, and so, at the end of the uh, season, not series, I'm not in Europe. Uh, <laughs> um, at the end of the season, he um, he goes back to that planet, right? And um, then he talks to the armorer again because all the Mandalorians have been killed. Because they helped him get baby Yoda out of there and yeah. they all expose themselves and then they've been like wiped out because um, the Empire believes that the Mandalorians are a threat uh, to their power. Stay yeah, but they're they're still in hiding right now, so they're yeah. kind of not. Yeah, so um, yeah, they get taken out and he like defends this child for the whole rest of the season, right? And at the end of the season he is meeting with the armorer again, right? And at the end of the season, they're meeting again, and the armor makes a signet for him. Yes, because she's like, "No, you guys aren't enemies. You're, you're a tribe of your two. I think she says. Yeah. Um, so this is your signet now. You're you're the Mudhorn tribe, yeah. um, the Baby Yoda tribe. No, the Mudhorn tribe. Ah, uh, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, Yoda species is called mud. <laughs> this species, this this species has been unnamed for literal decades. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're mud. Yeah. It's like what? Um, so yeah, at the end, he's they they become a tribe of two, and he, I'm sorry, she gives him like his mission um, from that point on. And so the armor says the songs of the eons of eons past tell of a battle between Mandalore the Great. An order of sorcerers called Jedi that fought with such powers, the force powers that Baby Yoda has. And the Mandalorian's, Man- Mandalorian says, is it an enemy? The armor says, no, it's kind of were enemies, but this individual is not. And what is it? It is a foundling. By creed, it is in your care. You wish me to train this thing? No, it is too weak. It would die. You have no choice. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? Then uh, the armor said, says, yes, this is the way. Um, and so I just want to talk about this idea that's exemplified of loving your enemy. And so we read in Matthew 5, 43 through 47, it says, You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his sons his son rise on the evil and all the on the good and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust for if you love those who love you what reward do you have do not even tax collectors do the same thing and if you greet only your brothers what more are you doing than others do you not even the Gentiles do the same. You, therefore, must be perfect as your father is perfect. And so this idea of loving your enemy 
um, is not just like something you should do. Uh, Jesus is literally saying like, you can't just love the people you like, your yeah. brothers and your friends. Don't the people you despise do that? Don't tax collectors who take your money do that? Yeah. Don't Gentiles who do not love your God do that? That's not a godly thing to do just to love your friends. Yeah. And he points out, look at what the Father who is in heaven does. He gives the Son to both the evil and the righteous. And he get, lets the rain rain down on the just and the unjust. And in verse 48, he says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So it's like this idea of loving your enemy is specifically something that comes from God's perfection. Mm-hmm. It's something you can only do. And so I think in The Mandalorian, that's very much so exemplified because at least in this coming season, even the Mandalorian's going to be searching for his literal actual enemy that <coughs> is like going to see him as such to return someone that they will see as, Oh, you kidnapped this thing. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that's very interesting. And I think the loving your enemy thing goes even further into um, adoption. It's something that God only does. We as humans are actively against him until the moment he calls us to change. Um, and so he's pursuing us as his enemy in order to love us and adopt us as his sons. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the Mandalorian does. He kind of takes in baby Yoda, makes him his son, they become a tribe of two. But at the end of the day, they're enemies. Yeah. They are active they should be actively against each other. And when the Mandalorian like meets the people who are supposed to actually have the baby Yoda, they are going to be actively against him. But he has to love this aspect of his enemy, this one person, well enough to adopt him as a son for now. So that he can <laughs> for now, <laughs> for the time, yeah. Uh, so that he can love him, and I think, yeah, that's just exemplified. What was all I wanted to point out? Did you have anything to add? I think, I think there's more to say. I just, uh, I haven't watched the season again. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I didn't have eight hours free time. Right. Um, no, no, no. I, I think that that's definitely something that you can draw from this. I mean, throughout the series. Obviously, Baby Yoda doesn't do, like, a ton, but the whole way that the Mandalorian is even able to kill the Mudhorn to begin with is specifically because Baby Yoda taps into the Force powers for the first time, and thus, the child. Uh, like, he he picks up the Mudhorn, slams it down on the ground, and that's when Mando's able to, like, actually move in for the kill. Um... And then there are, I don't know, again, it's not exactly something that Baby Yoda is doing a lot of, but he does contribute. Um, he does prove himself as a friend in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, us as believers, you know, we we are going to go out into the world and, like, technically, I shouldn't say technically, literally, um, you know, we are out in the enemy's territory. You know, the, the world is against us. People who we see who are non-believers, they are technically enemies there they are not they they are opposed to our master in heaven um and that's a tough pill to swallow but 
at the end of the day, like that's, that's just how it is. Even if they are there, you know, helping us overcome the adversities that are in our way, even in those moments where they're there for us, when we are at our weakest, they still are not going to be with us for eternity. Mm-hmm. And we're still called to love them. We're yeah. still called to show, um, in, in our case, um, and I think this is something that you can tie into the show, um, the way to the true father, which, I mean, is it's a little bit of a weak analogy considering <laughs> the Lorian is like trying to take this baby wizard to, <laughs> to, a tri- to, to his rightful place in a, You're a tri- wizard, Yoda. In Yoda. <laughs> Um, into a tribe of adult grown-up wizards. Um, <laughs> but it's still, like, he still does have this adoptive family, and he's trying to take him to his true adoptive family. And as Christians, that's what we're called to do. We're called to go out into the world and show people the way to their true adoptive families. Yeah. And, like, one of the things the armor says is, this is the way. That's, like, something all the Mandalorians say. This just, is the way. Why? It's, um... Like the Mandalorian is questioning this and saying, you expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature to deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? These enemy, like these people who want to kill us uh, is how he's seeing it. He's like, yeah, this is the way. This is, this it, is what you do. <laughs> within, I think it's funny. Within the show, there are multiple instances of people saying things that are basically like, I've had my time to talk, and now you get to shut up and move. Like uh, the the Christopher Walken character, like not ends, Christopher Walken, not Christopher. Well, what is he? He's, um, I can't remember his name now. Uh, uh, anyway, well, keep going. Yeah, yeah. But so he, he is it not Christopher Walken? What's it? It hundred percent isn't. So quit thinking okay. about it. I'll Anyways, look it up. Um, but it's definitely not. It's Christopher. not him because the next name that popped into my mind was Orson Welles. <laughs> no, it's not Orson Welles. Yeah, he came back from the dead, dead for the Mandalorian. <laughs> he he really likes Star Wars. Uh, it's not Jeff Bridges. What's his name? Ah, uh, anyway. Um, Quit thinking about it. Say he, your thing. He ends every single sentence with um, uh, "I have spoken," which is just like. <laughs> Again, just like this, like, shut up. I've given my exposition. I've said the thing I'm saying. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh, my gosh. Not Christopher Walken. Not Christopher Walken. (laughs) Not even close. Their voices aren't even similar. I... They're old. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) That doesn't count. That doesn't count. They're they're white people. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Oh. So we're all the same to you? A little bit. <laughs> Get that now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but like the idea of, no, this is just what we do. I know. This is just how it is. Like I, you can't argue with that. That's that's fate. That's destiny. This is. I have spoken. <laughs> no, no, this is the way. It's just like you, this is the way. This is the way, what you signed up for. That's like you're, you promised to follow the ways of this tribe, mm-hmm. of people, this creed, uh, of Mandalore. So this is what you do. You return them when there's a foundling who you can't train. You return them. Yeah. That's this is the way. It doesn't matter if they're en- your enemies or what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like conveniently, Jesus is the. Way. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say. Yeah. I think as Christians, <laughs> we should start saying that to each other. If you have a Christian friend who is very like, 
you know, like, I know this is wrong, but I'm stuck in this path and this is the way. Like, (laughs) this is is what you have to do. Like, I don't, I don't care that, you know, you're going through this struggle right now and you feel like this is the only thing that's helping you. Like, that's still sin. Yeah. And also conveniently, early Christians said they were, they didn't call themselves Christians. They said we're followers of the way. Yeah. In reference to Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Um, so, like, literally, do we can actually say when we're having trouble about doing something Christian, loving our enemies, uh, resisting sin, stuff like that. We can literally just say, this is the way. This is the way. And it, can be com- it would be completely biblical. It, it <laughs> makes sense in context. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, this is just what doing this is. And what Jesus, how Jesus explains is God's standards, perfection. You're supposed to be reaching for perfection. And this is what the father does. He loves his enemies. You know, I done. This is the way I have spoken. (laughs) Insert other Star Wars quote. Um, May the force be with you. (laughs) Um, Blessed are the meek. (laughs) Start using the wrong Bible quote. It's, this Forever. is part of the Sermon on no, the Mount. No, 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 no. I, I, I get it, but just like, but like, somebody's like talking about like, man, you know, I, I've been having a lot of difficulty tithing lately, and you're like, well, blessed are the meek, so. Or they shall inherit the earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see the face of God. Oh my gosh. And they're just like, what are you talking? Uh, anyway. This is the way. This is the way. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, so one of the most like crazy when you were you're talking about like you know striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of both of ours. I'll just I'll just name drop him real quick. But our, our good buddy Max. You've um, name dropped him many times. I've name dropped him many times. I know. I, I love this guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Max, he's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He's not. But at the same time, he actually has. Like, one of the things about Christianity that has impacted me the most came from him. Because um, we were talking about religion once, just as a, as a broad topic. And, of course, me being kind of religious. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I started talking about Christianity. And he grew up in the church. And uh, he's just talking about, like, hey, you know, like, the thing that, like, always, like, freaked him out the most, so to speak, about... Uh, but like also made the most sense. He's very into archery once upon a time, super into archery. Gotcha. And within archery, there's a term sin. And yeah, yeah. It's a Greek word for missing the mark, missing the mark. And I never really made that connection, but just like, did you get a bullseye? No, it's sin. It's not missing the board. It's, did you get perfection? No. A 10 is a 10. And if you're not a 10, you, you're not going to get your 10. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, it, it, that's just it. Like, did you did you get absolute perfection? No. Sin. That's what it is. Like, regardless of how good it was, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you did not get that, that double bullseye, I'm sorry. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing. Um, so, no. That Anyway, but I just wanted to bring that. You were talking about perfection, like chasing perfection. It just reminded me of that. Like, whoa. Yeah. Anyway. But it's also like relying on God to make us walk in his ways of perfection yes. rather than just trying real hard. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it my best shot. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 
I don't think there's more to. I know there's more analogies that can be made in this, but I, <laughs> oh, as I just don't know what else to say about it. So mm-hmm. now it's your time to discuss. So, um, actually, let me just pull it up on my phone. That'll be way easier since you already have the laptop over there. Um, okay. So, um, for me, as I've already said, I'm going to talk about a delightful little film uh, called Dear White People. Um, the basic premise of the movie, which I didn't want to get into earlier, but the basic premise of the movie, um, it focuses around these five black students and then, like, kind of on this one white one. Um, but the five black kids you got sam coco troy lionel and reggie uh and then the, we got the one white boy named kurt um so they all serve different purposes in the story but basically kurt he has this uh he is the the president of the university he is his student or his student his son and uh so he's the leader of this like one housing association this one this one house um and Oh, so it all takes place in a university. I should I should preface with that. Okay. Um, all take place in a university. Um, and he has this journalism staff team. And in order to pick uh, people for the staff, um, they host this party every year. And as part of the ceremony around this party, um, all the people who want to be part of the staff for this team that he has... Um, everybody has to submit a potential invitation and then whoever gets picked uh, for the invitation that they're going to send out to everyone who gets invited to this party that you're guaranteed a spot on staff. Okay. So it's like a writing challenge and it's also going to be the invitation to everyone else. Exactly. Okay. Um, Legendary thing. Um, So anyway, so with that backdrop, um, is in order, so we establish the, this actual setting. So it takes place in a university, a fake university, um, that's supposed to be this like Ivy League level, like top institution. Okay, so it's like a Duke or a Harvard or a Stanford or something like it, that. Yes, it's it's yeah. all those Yales of the world. Yeah. Um. So in this university, um. What ends up happening is there are all of these different, again, housing places. Um, if you are like a business person, you're in this house. If you're uh, this kind of major, you're in this house. If you're in this kind of major, you're in this house. Uh, and then there's, of course, the historically black house um, where all the minorities get lumped together. Yeah, Slytherin. This. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there are unless you're watching the last movie, there are no black people in Slytherin. <laughs> the only black person gets put in Gryffindor. What's up with that? <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, he's, he's roommates with Harry. Gotta love it. <laughs> no segregation. No segregation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I I've always found it so funny that there's like there's one Asian person, one black person, and they're both in Harry's ear. No, Cho Chang is not in Harry's year. What? She's a year older with Cedric Diggory, remember? That's why they were dating before. I totally thought... I knew Cedric was a year up, but I thought that Cho was... Anyway, it's not actually important. (laughs) Anyways, regardless. um, But anyways, um, so the name of the show comes from two different things, but the main thing is 
the the main character of the show, this person whose name is Sam, we later find out that her last name is White, ironically. Um, but so Sam White, Samantha White, um, she ha- she has a like a podcast kind of a, or a radio talk show more accurately. Yeah, and it's called Dear White People, and uh, she will just do these little sound bites, and she'll be like, Dear White People, um, quit touching my hair; it's not a petting zoo. Yeah, <laughs> dear white people. Uh, oh, here, my favorite. She she says, uh, "Dear white people, uh, the number of black free friends you have to have in order to not seem racist has just gone up to two. Um, <laughs> uh, and then she says, "Like, and no, your weed man Tyrone does not count." Okay. Uh, anyways, but I I really like that line. Okay. Um, anyways, but yes. So, point is. Um, you're good. I'm looking on that. Okay, okay. Um, so, anyway, so basically the whole movie is engaging with race and how it is portrayed and identified in um, American culture through, specifically through the context of being black. Um, but I have applied a lot of my own personal, uh, we'll say, struggle with that. Um so first, I wanted to read Ephesians 2, 14 and 15, okay. um, because this is a verse that's helped me a lot in my own uh, racial identity struggle. Um, it says, for he himself is our peace, obviously talking about Christ, um, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And I know, I know that that verse is talking about uh, Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles, yes. But uh, for myself, I've definitely taken a lot of a more racially charged view on that verse. As someone, well, I will say, like the difference between Jews and Gentiles, like the law you're following that refers to Mm -hmm. as a as a Jewish person, and that you don't pay attention to as a Greek person, mm-hmm. uh, mostly well, non-Jewish person, that there is a pretty huge difference at, at that cultural time. And so, like, if God can break down that hostility between the two, yes, there's no racial, societal, cultural barrier you can't overcome. He, he hasn't also been able to overcome. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, that's why I'm going over this. I'm not saying this to be like, like, man, you know, this is a. I understand that I'm totally misquoting scripture here. Um, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm trying to get at at all. Um, and I mean, going off of that, there's Galatians, what is it, like 3, 28 and 29, where he talks about like specifically, there is no Jew, no Gentile. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. Yeah, we're all blah, called blah, blah. <laughs> together in Christ. Exactly. Um, yeah, um, so what was your discussion now? <laughs> so my discussion was about this idea of finding your identity in Christ. Mm. Um because I myself, I have had a lot of difficulty in finding, um, how to explain this, um, my identity as a Christian within the lens of cultural Christianity um, yeah. within the church. Um, seeing and even how, the weird segregated aspect of churches. Exactly. There's the weird segregated aspect, which gives rise to like, specifically myself as Hispanic and white. Hispanic people do church one way. 
why people do church another way. Uh, and so you're, you're asking yourself, am I a white Christian? Am Christian? Exactly. Am I a Hispanic Christian? Does that mean I have to be Catholic? Or? <laughs> right, right, right. Like I have to look at that yeah. and then also like, well, is one of them right? Is one of them wrong? Are they both wrong in certain aspects that I have to take? Well, okay, so if I take aspects from each one into my own personal religion, then how do I relate to, you know, XYZ random white Christian that I meet on the street? Um, well, yeah, well, I think it's important to, to view it not as building your own religion. Yes, you could. Have. That's why I said something. Okay, no, uh, I appreciate that. Just like, but like taking the way you practice mm-hmm. the same Christianity. Yes. Whether it's culturally white, Hispanic, black. Yeah. Whatever. What do you value in those different cultural aspects of how we worship Christ and have community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a specific line within the movie um, that I also wanted to bring up to kind of uh, put, I don't know, juxtapose and compare with the verses that I read and referenced. Um, But there's a point where the Sam character gets asked by this Asian American person whose name I don't remember. I don't even know if it's said. Um, But they ask, uh, like, what's 100? Uh, 100, uh, UFTA, uh, nose job, and uh, I think there's one other term. It'll come to me. UFTA. Uh, UFTA. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. Um, so someone who, who, who keeps it 100, uh, someone who keeps it 100, uh, that's a person that is 100% black. Um, there's no, that's just how they always are. You know, someone who's just always out there, like they wear their, their race and their identity on their sleeve. Uh, someone who's very... I don't want to say blunt, but just someone who keeps it real. Someone who like around, you know, there's no lying with them. You know, they're the same person with you, Mr. White Man Noah over here, yeah. as they are with a room full well, of black friends. See, the thing is, that is used in the movie as like a specific racial, cultural identity. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm a, always a black guy. Yeah. I'm always 100% this guy. Yeah. But like, in reality, that can be used in anything, like. Keeping it 100 just means you're the same person yeah. at all times. Sure. White, black, whatever. Um, you're not going to change anything about yourself yeah. to, according to other people. Um, sure. Which may or may not be a Christian idea. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> and, and some aspects what? it is and other aspects it's not really. Because you're supposed to care about people enough to like be sensitive to what they care about. Sure. <laughs> and not um, just be a jerk. But <laughs> yeah, just being sure. Um, so then, on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have a nose job, um, like a brown noser. A brown, yeah. I guess you could say, yeah, like a brown noser. Um, a nose job. Um, there are because culturally, there are some people in the black community who like see their noses and they're like, uh, I want a more white seeming face, and so they, they get a nose job. Um, oh, but it's okay. some it's someone who smooths over uh, their blackness um their their cultural identity um in a way that like um allows them to fit in in non-black crowds it's to it's like taking your black identity or your cultural identity and shoving it in a hole (laughs) no it's like cutting out the things that are controversial in order to fit Mm, in in more other things yes yes um there's a 
that specific term comes to point because they're the character Coco. Um, she makes a little web video and uh, she's saying like, all these white girls getting all these tans, they're going to get darker than me. And then she like stops herself. And she's like, which isn't that dark to begin with. <laughs> That's a nose job. That's so, like someone who like uses, like the only time they bring up their blackness is in this like self-deprecating humor kind of way. Mm. Um, but then finally, since you asked about it, oofta, you asked about it. So I wanted to hold it for last. Cause I'm, I'm, you, I'm, oofta, you, oofta. Oofta. Um, so an oofta, uh, this is the category that I still find myself in a lot of the time, but definitely the category that I, I felt most inclined to when I first saw the movie. Um, it, but Sam describes it as someone who modulates their blackness up and down depending on the crowd and what he wants from them. Um, where, where does oofta come from, though? Honestly, I don't know. Okay. And I'm really afraid. Completely made up by this movie is what it is. Here, I'll, I'll Google it because I, I kind of don't, yeah. I don't want to be afraid that like it's an acronym or something. And like... Yeah. So like in a, in a cultural standpoint of a completely secular standpoint, mm-hmm. it's not wrong to be any of those really. Like unless some part of your ethics system says you have to be true to whatever you are culturally. Yeah. Um, in which case it would be wrong to be oofta or a uh, nose job. <laughs> if you're anything but 100% what your culture defines you as, you're in the wrong, which I don't think ethically and morally Christianity lines up with. Um, and I actually have written a paper about this actual specific subject within like the black community. <laughs> well, there you go. In a Cultures of America class. <laughs> So I thought that was interesting, but I, I referenced um, Acts seventeen twenty six, uh, which says, "And he made from one man every nation of man and kind to live on the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place." Uh, so basically, it says that God created the boundaries that divide us, physical or cultural. Um, right now, we are often divided by social concepts like race and culture. Yeah. Um, None are superior to the others. Uh, they all exist for a purpose, and they have equal value for the most part. Uh, <laughs> I would say, like some cultures that are literally exist to, like their mission statement is to be against God. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they have a purpose, but their like value to the rest of their cultures, I believe, as a Christian, it's not. Yeah. It's not as equal as it, it could be. Right, 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 right. <laughs> You're like, some, something's coming up short here. <laughs> yeah, and they also all have their unique understandings of the world and of the God who created it. Mm-hmm. And I can learn much more about the world and God from someone of a different heritage or a different value system than me than from someone nearly identical to me. About. I'm just going to learn that I agree with them a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe the views are... Uh, sorry, I started reading my my paper. Your own thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm not going to get into it. I wrote about two different poems. One valued their black identity above Christ, and mm-hmm. one valued their Christian identity to the point where they hated their black identity. And it was like to an unhealthy level of hating their black un- identity. Like they hated the cultural idea of Africa, not just the sinful aspects of it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, neither of these are correct. <laughs> but you're both wrong. Yeah, a culture should Double not be jeopardy. <laughs> a culture should not be ignored or changed because it differs from yours. It should only be ignored or it shouldn't be ignored, but it should only be changed if it's 
being sinful. Right. Um, the truth you believe uh, in the Bible, if you are a Christian, shouldn't be ignored because you value yours or another culture higher than that. Both cultures and Christian understanding should be enriched and valued more because of the other. Um, so, like, for Christians, we're called to, like, hey, if they don't eat that meat, don't eat that meat. Don't make it a big deal and right. create a stumbling block. Right. Don't drink in front of people who say drinking is wrong. But, like, don't, like, cast judgment on someone who doesn't have the same standards as you unless it's, like, truly hurting them. In, right. In a way they can understand. Yeah. Um, and so, like, going back and forth culturally between those ideas is interesting because, like, you can do whatever you want. As long as it's in line with Scripture, you can sing how you want. You can... You can talk how you want. You yeah. can interact with God how you want, as long as it's in line with Scripture. And you know, the Black Church, the Hispanic Church, the White Church—we all have our failings in that. We all, yeah, we all value tradition sometimes over actually interacting with God. <laughs> more, than, more than sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the like the hallmark differences between these quote unquote church groups of Black, White, Chinese, Korean, whatever—they <laughs> do exist. Um, yes. The hallmark differences are all tradition things that we shouldn't actually care about in the first place. It's not different biblical ideologies or the theories or anything like that. It's just, well, we don't like to sing like that. And we think we're better than you because we sing like this and all that. Yeah, and that's it's what, great. <laughs> and we're called to give that up because we are not supposed to have these dividing walls of hostility between each other. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, did I talk too much? <laughs> did I talk too much? In your discussion thing? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the whole point of this was just to bring up a discussion. Um, so how, how do you, how have you grown in that? So I would say that I've definitely been in a space where I've had to, where, where I've been through all three of those different areas. Um, you know, that, that space of being a nose job um, to, again, using the terminology of the movie here. Um, but you know, being a nose job, just somebody who like, you know, I have my racial and ethnic identity. Um, but whether expressing that in a cultural, like in America sense, um, you know, like that, that's just something that like, eh, well, you know, I, I, I eventually had to come to terms with the fact that like, I can smooth over as many rough edges as I want to. I can, uh, do anything you can not address it as much as you want exactly. to but I, I can throw it in the back burner as much but as other I people want. are going to see it no matter exactly what. I, I can still you know like no regardless of how much i say it doesn't exist you know if i walk down the wrong alleyway with a hoodie on it's it, 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 it starts existing it starts a exi lot <laughs> <laughs> suddenly that's an issue <laughs> um the fact that i can't jog in certain neighborhoods Mm. <laughs> hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, coming to terms with that, well, okay. Then it's like, well, I'll open up a little bit. Um, yeah. so then, then comes the UFTA, which I did Google and doesn't look like it stands for anything super offensive. So it looks like we don't have to edit out my whole speech. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a big beep. 
over Uta. And then there's this other term called the beep. <laughs> it covers up exactly. Like, they think we're like calling oh people. God. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even say what I think. I, right. No, no, no. We, we totally can't. But you all listening, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, point is. Um, <laughs> we get, we get our, our funding cut out because... <laughs> We don't they, have funding. We don't have funding. I know. <laughs> but we get we get it cut out because it's like, oh man, you know they're uh They alluded to making a joke that they, they didn't make. <laughs> your sensor noise is too good. And, they, <laughs> so they, and you they, didn't pay for that? <laughs> anyway, that was it came out of my mouth. <laughs> if you couldn't un, if you didn't know that. For those who didn't recognize. <laughs> um anyways. Um <laughs> So you moved into the UFTA. I moved into the UFTA category. Um, and I would say that I, I still find myself there a lot of the time. It's very comfortable being an UFTA. Um, being a with, being within the nose job, be, having to like constantly, like completely deny that part of me. Um, bit, bit of a stretch, but again, going from an example from the movie, same character, that, that Coco character. Um, there's a point where she's like interviewing and trying to get this position with this like, uh, like TV show executive. And, uh, she's, she's just trying to get this part and, uh, they're going through this interview and she keeps saying things like, okay, you know, like, and she keeps, and he's black as well. And she keeps being like, Hey, um, you know, like I'm from this part of this or I, you know, I do this and he keeps being like, Oh, you mean like this? And she keeps being like, no, because he's referencing all these black stuff, all the, all these, all this like black culture things. And, uh, she talked about like growing up in like Chicago or something mm-hmm. uh, and she's like Chicago and she's like 28 on 28th street. And he's like, Hey, 28th. And he, he says, uh, you know, like you could take the girl at the hood, but you can't take the hood. And she stops. And she's like, and there is nothing hood about me. And this guy he looks so much like Dave Chappelle. It's not <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he, he stops and he's just like, Okay, uh, we'll uh, we'll call you back whenever we get the chance, or you know, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll be in contact. And the interview is just kind of over. Uh, but it's because, like, at every point, like he's trying to connect with her, and, and she's she, like, like no, "No, I refuse to connect no, with that mm-hmm, because that makes me too black." Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas the being within the UFTA category, you know, it's it's. Again, it's a pl- it's for me specifically. It's such a place of comfort where, like, oh, you know, like this person is like, oh, talking about this, and you you see, I'm a pretty charismatic guy. Somebody starts talking about something, and I just like, boom, plug right into that, and yeah, I take it away. Um, yeah, and the, so I think, like, as Christians, mm-hmm. we're supposed to interact with the culture as a quote unquote oofta, as an oofta, <laughs> and just yes. like not go up and down on our Christianness, but like and that's the. But like our That's other cultural identities, like yeah, get rid of that if you, it does, yeah. that, because they're not as important as Christ. Exactly. Paul does but, it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but all the time, yeah. <laughs> like every book, it's a different person. It's, it's not the, it, okay. You know, <laughs> don't don't say that. Don't give the don't give the atheist any ammo, man. Anyway, that I don't know if I'm going to keep that. Moving on. But, like, as in our religious identity, we're called to be, like, straight up 100. Um, yeah. Where, like, no, we yeah, all back down. That was so fun. <laughs> what? I had to think of what it was. I forgot what it was for a second. 
we're supposed to keep it 100. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> As Christians, and we'll just like not back down and be less Christian in some areas or smooth over the rough edges yeah. of our Christianity I, that I don't think, fit in the culture because we're not supposed to fit in the culture. No, and I think specifically, I, I think that I think that within like Christians, at least Christians that I know lately, uh, this, this generation, we're a lot better about that. The mm. thing... I don't know. I don't think we're ever supposed to be, quote unquote, a nose job. No. Even no, no. like culturally, we're not supposed to be like, uh, like back away from when someone's saying something like against Christianity or that or where someone's trying to identify with us as a Christian. Yeah. And we're like, but I'm not that kind of Christian. Yeah. Be like, no, yeah, I pray with the spirit, too. And like, if they're not on the same level, they'll be encouraged by what you're doing and how you react to that and they're like yeah i pray sometimes like of course i love communing with the father and stuff like that (laughs) of course (laughs) and just like making it seem like a big bigger deal than it is rather than making what i do seem like a lesser deal than what it is yeah um i don't think we're ever supposed to back away but i do think like we can be what and be whatever we're called to be and do whatever we're called to do in order to reach as many people as possible and not create divides on purpose. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think where that being 100 thing goes wrong is where like, if you value your black identity overall, if you value your, like you're so you're beyond just the concept of being 100. (laughs) uh, You're like, forcing that identity into all things and if anything gets in the way you let go of it yeah you should not value your culture or yourself or any even your family that much yeah it that's not what you're called to do and so like what you've gone through where like i'm sure a lot of your hispanic half of the family is like are upset with your family for not going to a catholic church or worshiping in a very specific way or something like that yeah and if you're like well i gotta i gotta be 100 on this hispanic thing so i guess i'm catholic now i guess like that, i'm catholic like that wouldn't that wouldn't be christ-centered and no it would not be the correct course of action right 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 right, right. <laughs> um, you're like well i gotta not have these hostilities between me and my family yeah you do (laughs) yeah and that's really difficult for me as someone who doesn't always have the best relationship with my family and i really wish that like especially like the hispanic part of my family uh they're in california yeah i'm here in kentucky there's some distance there so like i've always felt like oh man like i really wish i had something to like connect with them over the bond with them really get in there and just like you know yeah and that's where you can like highlight the Hispanic parts of your identity. Sure. As long as it's not sin. As long as it's not sin. And it's so easy <laughs> to connect over sin. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Where, God, why'd you make it like especially, this? He, I did, he didn't, I know. No, no, he, <laughs> no, he allowed it to be this way because it's more glorifying to him to have the full view of his glory. Sure. Through different cultures and different he value sets. He it to be this way. Yeah, but he didn't he, explicitly. Make but he it. didn't. He wasn't like, hey, in this culture, uh, the, the three main things are all sin. Like he wasn't like <laughs> the three main things. Um, which I, I I don't even know what that would be. I'm not saying anything about Hispanic culture at all. Like, but. Man, really coming from my tamales. <laughs> like, 
tamales. <laughs> Man, you got to cook for like four days to make those. <sighs> Man, my chorizo. Um yeah, but like it's it's real difficult, especially with like the his history of like uh Jesuits and conquistadors and stuff like forcing Christianity on that culture. Oh yeah. It's like well, some they've like said, Okay, yeah, we're Catholic and then added their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they were never even Catholic, which it, it, depending on how you're doing Catholic Catholicism, you may not even be Christian. And so, like, they just were continuing to do their own religion and calling it Christianity. Yeah. And now it's part of their identity is this weird pseudo, not really Christianity. Yeah. And they're still like, well, why aren't you pay- praying to the saint of death? Huh? Some Answer this what? question. Well... <laughs> Okay, so that that's a whole cultural discussion right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you meant to open a can of worms right there, but there's some. That, there's that's some, it. That is a big. I, can I, of worms. I know it's a big can because there's literal cults around the saint of death. Yes, and like uh, that should not exist. That just that should not be it, part it's, of it's, a Christian religion uh, anywhere. Decanonized? What is it called? There's a term for it, but the the, the Catholic. But also, like has sat down the culture who does. <laughs> The culture who does care about that does yeah. not care if the Catholic Church said no. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to still do it. 100%. Yeah. And so they're valuing that cultural part of their Christianity mm-hmm. over what church authorities say, what the Bible says, all these things. So Yeah. Hmm. Naturally. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just... I don't know. I, I wanted to hear what you had to say specifically because I know we've talked about my uh, cultural identity and like my own specific walk with Christ and some of the struggles that I've had. Um, and I just kind of wanted to hear what you had to say if I brought it up through the lens of a movie. And then yeah. I, I saw I saw those three terms and I was like, okay, like you know, obviously, yeah. like as you pointed out, um, I think like trying to trying to keep one hundred, like that's that's something you want to like strive for in your Christianity. Like it is, what are you preaching? And it's Christ crucified. Yeah. But else. not culturally. You should not. Be yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise you end up as Mr. Street preacher. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine like a, like a bar where like all those guys gather. <laughs> like, it's like, Hey, did anyone convert? No. no. I, I had this one guy yell at me. So, Maybe he was possessed. I don't know. Or maybe right. <laughs> I feel. I feel like some of those and then guys. The bartender are... comes out and they're just like, "Are you saved?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like some of those guys are like really think that's what they're supposed to be doing. Oh and sure. Maybe God even is calling them to that. Sure. But I also feel like some of those guys are literally just out there because it gives them an excuse to yell hate. Oh, at yeah. other people. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, like calling people. The like, Lord works through everything. I'm sure someone out there has been saved. Yeah, and like preaching on a college campus. Yeah, but those, like, I've like picked up the flyers from those guys and stuff, and like read through and like they're it, crazy. It's like the first three point. Like they have like ten bullet points or something, right? Yes. yes the first I'm, three points are like, oh yeah, that's just basic Christian stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if you have ever sinned, you're clearly not a Christian. And you're gonna burn in hell, and then, then it keeps going further and further, and saying, and it just, it 
exactly. It's like, it's and then it gets to the point where it's like only their church is the only one that can do anything for you. Yep. If you go to a different church, you're going to hell. Yep. So I'm just like, do you honestly believe you, I, the 50 people in your church are the only ones going to heaven? Is I, that what you believe? Is, like, no, no, no. It's funny you bring that up because like, no, I, I've, I've talked to a couple of these people because like, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but like a lot of friends, a lot of LGBT friends. Um, so like, you know, I'll be walking with them to class or to get lunch or something. And we're just talking. And it's really funny because I'm a dude walking with like typically a bunch of lesbians. Um, <laughs> but I'll be walking around with a bunch of bunch of women, you know, again, LGBT, bi, lesbian, whatever. I don't know. And, and the, as the one guy in the group, they'll always point at me. And be like, you're going to hell, you know, you're leading all these people astray, you're doing this, you're sleeping around, blah, 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 blah. And I can just like look at him and be like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> like publicly outing myself. Like, I'm a virgin. I'm a like I'm a normal dude. Like here I am, like, like I, 18, 19. There is a, me, like, there is room for saying everyone's a sinner. But like calling out people and saying you do this specific sin when you know nothing about them, yeah, I'm makes like, no I'm sense. I'm like, to dude, them. I'm but... a Christian. I and at this point, I remember a specific conversation where like I was baptized two weeks ago, like because <laughs> I, I was baptized in my freshman year, and I was like, I was baptized two weeks ago, dude. That, that like, and just him being like, like to his credit, did not miss a beat. He just kept going. He's like, well, not everyone is. You were probably baptized at birth two weeks ago. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. No, but at that point, I'm, I'm just like, okay. I was like, dude, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Just stop yelling. Like, I'll like walk when, over when there. someone you can says, like, a flyer, like, we can chat. Just stop. When someone yelling. walks up to you and says, like, hey, I'm a fellow believer, you shouldn't still be trying to be angry at them. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Well, no, because then they get more mad because you're just a wannabe. Because why aren't you yelling at these people? Right, right. Um, but moving on from that. <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, I think just those terms at the very least are a good way to like classify. Sure. Um, and I, I haven't seen the show or the movie. And we talked earlier of like, I watched the trailer and they made some like sweeping generalizations about me. Oh, and I mean that that's, as a person, I was like, "Well, those aren't true," and so I I don't really care exactly, that, that to listen kind, to what right. you're gonna say. And that is kind if you're of, gonna make those generalizations about me. Exactly, and that is kind of the point. Some of the stuff that they say is very like targeting like specific structures. Um, you know, the whole point of dear white people, like I said before, is like I'm sure that you've never gone up to one of your black friends. And just like dove your fingers into their hair. No. No. Not without asking I mean, at the very least. Well, no. yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a white thing or what. Yeah. But like when you see different hair, you're like, wonder what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's man, just, I just, I got to touch but that. I've never been like right onto their head or anything. It's just like. I, and even, it's oh not even like the gosh. first few times I've met them. It's like after, when I'm to the point where I can hug them every time, I may be like, and then they change their hair. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I touch that? And then they're like, yeah, why not? Sure, <laughs> I guess. It's like the like the thing with pregnant women where strangers walk up and touch their bellies. I'm like, who in the world thinks that? 
think that's okay. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> not your property. Get your hand off of there. <laughs> like, you, you're not going to ask. You don't know this person. You just think that's okay. Why? Why would you think uh, that's okay? It's, so, <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. I don't I, like. I would venture to say most of my black friends, I have never touched their hair. <laughs> but see, so that that's what I'm saying. Like, for you, sweeping generalization that, like, it doesn't apply to you. However, <laughs> it does still apply to, like, a broader yeah, majority. Yeah, just the of idea of, like, people. white cultural oh. things. Yeah, I can yeah. get it. But for me, what you're trying to tell me about who I am and how I need to correct whatever I'm doing... None of that, what was in the trailer, was true. I was just like, yeah, I I, I don't really care to watch this show. <laughs> don't really care about a if bunch of angry people. <laughs> if you're, the name of your show is like, hey, person and the rest of your culture. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> How are you over there sitting there listening to Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley? And you're like, oh, I... That's pretty good. <laughs> Actually, I enjoy it quite a lot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks for thanks for asking. Honestly, <laughs> I'm glad you pointed it out. Um, I mean, to, I but <laughs> to to the, finish the, the thing was just uh, like if they're gonna the name of the show is like specifically calling me out. Yeah, clearly, if I'm a it, white person going back to this, if I'm a white person <laughs> watching it, then I'm supposed to be like listening and doing what they say like, and stuff. Oh, man, you know, that hits hard. But, like, the entire, like, everything they said for the, that, to sell themselves to me, I was just like, that's not true for me. Yeah. So what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking? <laughs> like, I don't, I do yeah. not actually worship black it's, people yeah. on, uh, for sports. Um, right. Thanks for saying that, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the, it's the reverse street preacher, but for woke people. It's like, <laughs> call, again, calling out, but like, you're like, that's it's like wrong at an audience. A, it's like if at a protest, people were like just calling everyone who walked by racist. And then, like, <laughs> there are protests like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's sad. great. I saw, <laughs> I saw a, uh, a, a video today mm -hmm. of a professional protester. It was okay. a comedy thing. Uh, and he was just like, here's all the posters. Here. And one says, you're all Hitler. This was me protesting the Jews. And I was like, this is from when I was protesting the Jews. And this was when I was protesting black people. And this is when I was in Black Lives Matter. Like, he just didn't care. He just wanted to protest. Yeah. Um, and I honestly feel like some people are actually like that. <laughs> They're just like, so, I'm here to yell at people. What right, up? <laughs> right, right, right. So it's it's funny that you bring that up. So to to round out the show... And like what the plot or the not the show, the movie, what the plot of the movie is. Um, so like I said, there's this party that like they're the invitations. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this party. So what they end up settling on for the party is uh how to explain it? Like a like a black people party. <laughs> so the invitation for the party is specifically calling out people like, you know, put on your weave. Uh, you know, like bring your watermelon. Oh, okay. It's encouraging right. white people to act exactly do so like, an incredibly racist thing. Exactly. So, so people show up to the party in blackface, and like, oh my gosh, yeah. and, it, it, and you think like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And actually, funny thing during the credits of the film, and again, it came out in twenty fourteen. So like, does it like show pictures of the party shows pictures like pictures of like different part, like in more than one, like all different parties from like the past and again it's from 2014 so little little dated now but like from the past like 
two or three years. Just the mm-hmm. whole time the credits are playing, it's like boom, picture, boom, picture, boom, picture. If you didn't think people do this, boom, another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because the, the, yeah, there's things like that where I'm like, that's clearly wrong. And then there's people who are like, you can't have Taco Tuesday. You can't. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> what are you? T- it just sounds fun. Like, that's not Mexican. It's culture. okay for people to eat food and it be a taco on, on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> like, on a Tuesday. And then there's people who are like, oh, we're having a siesta. <laughs> it's Taco and that's Tuesday. A, and, that's a little, and they that's have some braggos on and all this. And then that's sometimes it's like nice. right on the line yeah. with that stuff. It's yeah. like, I get you're just, that's the theme of the party. Fine. You're not, you aren't doing stereotypes, but you're like this close to doing this close. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of the, actually, it's funny you bring that up. One of the, uh, the headline, it was like a New York Times article, like an article, like front page, boom. And it was uh, like University of Vermont or somewhere, I, 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 wherever it was. And it was, uh, they were doing a Compton cookout. which is just a phenomenal name hate the idea super racist we should make it a cool thing we should make it (laughs) so it was like these people in like like blackface holding like fake like like wearing straight out compton t-shirts yeah yeah like like holding like fake guns and stuff and like what? But, but, but you like, can see in the back of the picture they were just like grilling ribs or whatever. Like, it was just a Compton cookout. It's like, no, that's not... You can't not, just do that. That's not a thing. You're not allowed. Anyway, but I, I bring this up because at the end of the movie, um, well, towards the you know, last 15 minutes of the movie or whatever, the Lionel character that I mentioned before, um, he is in this party. Um, he's black. He sees everything that's going on and he, he's just like, for the whole movie, he's been a nose job. He's been somebody who's just like smoothing over everything. Like, uh, there's this white girl. Yeah. That, like every time she sees him, boom, like a magnet and metal, like just fingers um, and hair. Just like, people. Oh my gosh, I love your hair every time. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and he's and they're like, does this bo- like this doesn't bother you? Does it? And he's just like, mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, to continue in his nose job thing, he would just have to be okay with blackface and yep. <laughs> But Wearing do rags as white people it, and yep. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, uh, but uh, but he, you know he he's at the party and he finally sees he's like oh my gosh like I can't do this and so he goes and he finds this Sam character that's been like the headliner of like all these protests and stuff on campus and uh, he's talking to her and he's just like hey like is this not something like are you not like I've for the first time in my life, I'm outraged. How are you okay with it? And she just has to be like, like, it doesn't spell it out like this, but she's just, she's finally gone through burnout. Like she's just, she's done all this she's stuff. She's like, I am mad, but like, I've been doing this and nothing's changed. Exactly. So and he ends up getting a bunch of other people. The party gets shut down, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's the big old climax of the movie. Um, but later on, the whole reason I bring this up is because you were talking about people who like, professional protester like just getting mad for the sake of being mad um her like on again off again flame kind of guy um comes up to her at the end of the movie and it's just like you know like you're not you know you're not this big like protest person you're just an anarchist you know yeah like, you've just been doing all this stuff getting all these people riled up the whole time but 
it's for a cause that you're not even fully involved in. He's like, you're biracial, you know, you listen to all this music, but you also really like Taylor Swift. And he's like, my Mac picks up your music library. She's like, ah, oh, I'm so careful. Um, okay. but, uh, but you know, he's like going through all this stuff. Like, you know, you're both sides of the party here, you know? And so she just finally has to come to terms with the fact that like, oh yeah, this is, this that's, is where That's I'm interesting that like, from a culture or a movie that's trying to be so woke, mm-hmm. she comes to term through it with that. Yeah. By something almost incredibly racist to yeah. be like, you're only half black though. Yeah. So you, and you listen to Taylor Swift. So I don't care about your opinion anymore. They, they give other <laughs> things as well. But, but it's just very, I, I would not have gone that way if I was writing this movie. He's, yeah. <laughs> so like I said, she's biracial and, you know, she's Chessa Thompson. So. She, well, yeah, okay, fair. Um, but oh, yes, she is. She, good job. As um, a white person, I can't confirm. <laughs> I see it in her. I, I've um, seen the white. Uh, I know it's not all there. I know, I know it's that. Not. Uh, um, But yeah, so you you can in that point in the movie, like they're talking, they're chilling. And they're on this bridge or whatever. And he's, he's this white guy. So, like, at, very early on in the movie, they're like, oh, she's fooling around with this white guy. Like, oh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, I guess they they don't say it, but I guess they kind of, like, start, like, he starts holding her hand. They finish walking across the bridge. And as they're walking across the bridge, the, like, group of, like, these, like, big, like, Malcolm X-style, like, protester guys, like, these people have been, like, like her left-wing, right-wing people this whole yeah. time, they, like happen to also be like walking on the bridge and they see her and like holding this white guy's hand and they're like, what? <laughs> um, You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. That, like they, yeah. like them and their blackness. Now they have to come to terms with the fact that this people who they've all like the whole movie looked up to is this like idealized form of like black perfection. Yeah. Like they just have to come to terms with the fact that like, Oh, like What's she doing now? Like, this isn't what we expect of someone. Yeah, that's also an interesting idea of, like, we want to move past these cultural divides and mm-hmm. then, like, on both sides for something as simple as an interracial couple. Yeah. Both sides are like, no, 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 no. They're like, no, you can't do that. What? We've tried to make progress. Right. And now you're doing this? And now, exactly. And now, now how are we supposed to keep our cultural identity, which is the whole point of the... Another, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to, anyway, I'm not going to spoil the whole movie. Point is, that's another big thing in the movie is like cultural identity. There's an episode of Fresh Prince okay. where his aunt, one of his aunts, mm-hmm. marries a white guy mm-hmm. and the whole family is like split down the middle about whether they're going to the wedding or not. I love that. <laughs> they're like... I've never seen that one. Yeah. That's, I really love that. Yeah. <laughs> it, anyway. Um, they didn't, she didn't tell him that he was white until they were at the wedding. Because she was afraid of this. Oh, and then they find out. No. And they're like, um, oh. No. But at the same time, the white guy's just like, let's go. He didn't have any of his family there or anything. Like, he didn't care. Yeah. He, he wanted to be part of that family yeah. with them. And so, and they're all like being hateful towards him. Right. And saying like, if you marry this girl, you're going to ruin her life and stuff like that. And I was like, what? What happened to, like, actual progress here? Right. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. For me, you know, I myself, I'm biracial. Yeah. I have to, like, 
<laughs> I have to, I have to oofta it a lot. Like I, I have to like, like stick really hard on this line of like not seeming too much this way or too much that way to like make progress with some people. Um, yeah. I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm rather light skinned so I can talk to some rather racist people and, and they'll and, assume you're white and I can, and I can like, I can, I can get away with some stuff. Um, and then I can like bring my race into it later and like make some jokes. At, this is something that I, I admit that I have done in the past, like make some jokes at the expense of my own race and like, you know, like try to, you know, be friends with these people who have a really good study group that I need to get into or something. And like, again, something I've had to come to terms with, um, like as something that I've done in my past that I'm not exactly proud of. Um, but like all of this, like cultural discovery that I've had to do it within myself. And like, these are mistakes that I've made. This is good stuff. This is where I need to grow. Whenever I have a kid, <laughs> because I'm biracial, they will be how am I going to help them work through this? Yeah. Like I have my own experience and I can... I can point them in a good direction, hopefully, hopefully, but at the same time, there's not same issue I've had. Like, there's not like a cultural thing to fall back on. This yeah, is, it's like if you want a culture to be behind you, you're gonna have to choose. Yeah, or just kind of be or, doing your own thing, or you could just you know choose Christ and have that the church be behind you. No, <laughs> not my son. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna move on now. We gotta end this. <laughs> we gotta end this. We gotta end this. Hey, good this, discussion. This was good a discussion. lot of fun. I, I was curious how long this would last and where this would all go, but this this was a lot of fun. All right, so we are our Christian viewing experience. Thanks for listening. If you have anything you want to say about this idea, uh, how you interact with it, any struggles you have, we'd love to hear it. Um, honestly, just like I'm not biracial. Um, I, you guys have never seen my face potentially, but potentially I'm, I'm very white and, <laughs> but I, like, even then, like dealing with this idea of, well, do I only like this part of my church because I'm a white person? That's how I grew up doing music and doing right, this. Right. You know, or should I grow beyond that? Should I try and incorporate other things from other cultures in my, in my style of worshiping God? Will I be seen as like a like in being in the wrong and like cultural appropriation for trying to worship in a different way and appreciate those people. And so like, it's, yeah, a, it's weird. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what there's, there's no one in the world who's thought about this and not had some type of struggle with this. So we'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. Um, you can contact us at ocvepod at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter at OCVE Pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.